Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson. And oh my God, I'm so stoked because I'm talking to Josie Tate. Josie Tate is a family nurse practitioner with a heart to see others succeed. Since starting her nursing journey with the BSN in 2006, she has enjoyed working in a variety of settings with a strong background in inpatient and outpatient cardiology services. Her most memorable times as a nurse include being a preceptor to nurses, or sorry, to nursing students and mentor to newly hired employees. Josie, that's so neat. I, <laughs> I'm i going to get into that. Um, while she enjoys her role as an NP, she is also passionate about her life outside of the practice. She is a wife to her college sweetheart and a mom to three fun-filled kids. Soon after becoming a nurse practitioner in 2019, she saw new nurse practitioners experience a disconnect between obtaining an advanced degree and embracing the title of advanced practice provider. To bridge the gap, she created Clinceps, a job search solution to help nurse practitioners get happily hired. Josie empowers nurse practitioners in three major aspects, passion, pay beyond just salary, and productivity. She teaches strategies that help nurse practitioners articulate their unique professional stories by assisting with resume creation and interview preparation. With this, they can have the ideal job they are passionate about and be paid well for what they do. And in addition, she shares ways to be efficient outside of work so they can enjoy life outside of work. Oh, sorry, be efficient at work so they can enjoy life outside of work. Wow, you are up to so many things. I cannot wait to get into it. I'm I'm just like... The fact that you're a mom and you work and you work and you have a business. So, but I really want to get into um, all that stuff. But before I do anything, how are you? How am I? I'm, I'm good. I'm very excited to be on the podcast with you. So, this is exciting. And I mean, overall, I'm, I, I'd say I'm doing just fine. Like, I'm doing great. Um, by that, I mean, you know, I'm right where I should be. I am um, grateful and truly happy for where I'm at in life. Um, a book I'm reading by Rory Vaden um, is called Procrastinate on Purpose. Oh and he talks about like six different like buckets. I don't remember all of them, but some of them are like fun, faith, finances, family, something to do with like the work it starts with an F. Like he made it all alliterated and very fun. But mm-hmm. um, the focus, you know, what I'm able to focus on now and what's important to me is, you know, my my health, my family um, and just my 
kind of um, just my own um, self self wellness. I your well being, your own personal yeah, exactly, well-being. exactly. And on a day to day, I'd say I'm you know there's definitely some ebb and flow that I just kind of go with. Um, you know, you, you said that I, I have a family, I have a husband and three kids, so there's definitely lots of ebbing and flowing going on. So overall yeah. I'd say I'm doing just fine. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I, yeah, that's amazing. Um, it sounds like probably every day it's a different day and maybe, maybe there's not a dull moment. Where do you, I mean, we're going to get into this a little bit, but where do you find the time to work on your business outside of like being a working professional and a mom and all of that? Well, that that's um, a good question um, with the work kind of life balance. Yeah. Um, I'm actually on a sabbatical from work hey. and I kind of stepped back. Um, and it hasn't been like, I haven't been doing it or been off a long time. Maybe this is my probably second month into 10, 10, 11 weeks. So, you know, it's very fresh. It's very new. It's still, you know, I'm transitioning. Um, but again, I get to spend all that time with my family, mm-hmm. with my kids. Like I get mm-hmm. to do all the things that I wanted to do during the pandemic that I I really wasn't able to. And so I'm like kind of reclaiming my time and just kind of reflecting on, you know, my, the most important roles for me. I love my role as an NP and at 100%, I'm still an NP and I will go back to that when the time is right. But right now this is right for me. So that's what, you know, that's what I'm doing. Oh my God. I love it. I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably get more into that, but I, well, shit, I'll just say this. I'm just, I think that that's a wonderful thing for you to do. I mean, you've been working so hard and, and, and like you said, you, you worked through, through the pandemic. We, as, um, healthcare providers didn't really, I mean, we had a choice, I suppose, but like, we didn't have a choice. You know what I mean? Like everybody else, if you wanted to keep working, we had to go to work and show up. And so, yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have like worked from home, but that wasn't, that wasn't an option. You know, it had to be face to face. Um, and they just, I wouldn't, I couldn't transition fully into a work from home or work remotely, like, you know, 85% Mm -mm. of the world. So Mm -mm. no, just wasn't in the card for me. Yeah. So Josie, can you, um, going back to nursing, can you talk to me about like where you started and your nursing trajectory? Um, you started in 2006, right? Yeah. And I had to rethink. I was like, oh, it wasn't that long ago. I'm like, no, it really was. It was 2006 (laughs) when I graduated. Seems like ages ago, but then again, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not really that old, or I guess I am. I don't know. No, Um, you're not old. You're not old. Old as you feel. I feel great. So yeah, I'm not that old. Um, But yeah, I started in 2006 and I started in med surge. I know everybody like poo-poo's on med surge, like, "Ah." but I really love med surge. Like that was where, you know, I got my start. I got my jam. Um, you know, I started in med surge. I actually did my preceptorship for my RN clinicals on a telemetry floor. And I love telemetry. I, I, that's again, it's a lot of what I did, but I started in med surge, um, got my feet wet and it was all medicine. It wasn't, it was actually a general medicine floor. So it didn't have any surgical patients, which was great for me. I love the, um, you know, kind of the, puzzle pieces of medicine without the surgical pieces and pain management and all that that goes with surgeries. Um, But I started in general medicine, then did 
cardiac telemetry with an emphasis was more like a heart failure floor. Mm -hmm. Um, but never have I ever met a heart failure patient who only had heart failure. Like it was like a glorified med surge floor with a telemetry, you know, attached. So it was basically med surge with telemetry. Um, and then after that, I, um, worked, you know, as my life evolved, my roles evolved, I worked, um, in PRN jobs, um, worked with a hospital system where I basically, they had their own float pool system. And I worked all throughout the nine to 11, I think acute care facilities within the city. Um, so it was beautiful. Like I just, I picked the shift I wanted to work, the hospitals I wanted to go to. So, you know, I only picked like the super cush jobs that were, you know, super suburbia, um, had all the resources, kind of the walkie talkie patients. And then I just made my hours. And then I happened to get a position and land a position um, through the PRN role um, in cardiac and pulmonary rehab, which that's like cake, sunshine and rainbows type of job. Um, You know, it, it didn't have any, you know, I always say it was like, more chill, less thrill. It wasn't, you know, like mm-hmm. anybody um, was calling for you for a, you know, emergency. It wasn't like emergency rehab session. There was no cath lab, but they were attached to, you know, like the pre-admit and procedures. So once in a while, if I needed to, I would float. And I like, I mean, I like floating. Um, so I would get my feet wet and be able to experience, you know, um, different procedures like uh, echocardiograms and do some stress tests and then help with the pre-admits for your uh, CV surgery patients. So it was beautiful. I was able to do, you know, lead and manage projects and do all sorts of different things to grow that program. So it was just the job I needed for that, for that time. Um, And then I became a nurse practitioner, you know, shortly after, I mean, it was like five, five or so years I wanted, you know, I started to think about doing that. Um, and I, I landed, you know, just kind of fast forwarding. I got a job at a skilled nursing facility for my first nurse practitioner job. And that's, you know, I was working through the pandemic with that. Um, but with skilled nursing, a lot of people aren't familiar with, you know, what it is. It's kind of like your hospitalist, but a sniffist sometimes mm-hmm. is what they'll call it. And it's like, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, oh, a sniffist. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. But, Right. And it's kind of like your hospitalist, except for a, at a skilled nursing facility where you manage the primary care for your patient. And then you still outsource all of the different, um, you know, specialties that need to be involved in that patient's care. So it's, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And also, I mean, those patients are complex, right? A lot of people who are at a skilled nursing facility, if they're there, they don't have just one thing going on, right? There's always like probably lot they're probably their med list is very long their oh, yeah. problem list is long whatever it is and so there's prob- probably a lot to like pay attention to and fine tune and um yeah a yeah. yeah. lot to keep your brain busy for sure that's cool and then did you when you were there did you like develop relationships with your patients because you were you were there and then they were probably there for long periods of time right oh yeah and I and that's one of the aspects that I loved about you know being in a being in a sniff is that you know in the hospital you're there for you know three to five days if you have you know they try to get you in the door and out the door as quick as possible because of the you know the cost that it it um the cost that's associated with a hospital stay but you're too sick to go home you know but you're not well, you're well enough, 
you're well enough to leave the hospital, but still too sick to go home. So you right. come to us and you stay for like, you know, three ish, some some high acuity or fast turnover um, places may keep you for two weeks and then still send you home with like home health. But this facility that I was at, you know, they would keep their patients for, you know, three and four weeks. There were some long termers. Um, but, yeah, you get to develop a relationship with them, with their families. And it was kind of a blend between you know, family practice, primary care and the hospital without all of the hospital hype or the rigorous, monotonous, not really monotonous, but strict schedule of primary care where you yeah. have patients every, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes with sniff. I mean, the flexibility was beautiful. Like you go in there when you're ready. No one's waiting for you. You go in when you're ready. Um, oh, wow. So, I mean, it was beautiful. It was a be- beautiful mix. It just worked well, well for me and the flexibility was nice. I love it. You're opening up everyone's um, minds out there. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know if I've talked to anybody on this show about working in that space, you know, and also like the wonderful perks that it can have for you as an advanced practice provider. That's like yeah. so cool. That is awesome. So how did you decide to develop your business, Clinceps? Like, obviously you saw nurse practitioners struggling. Like what was, what, what, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, after my one year mark as an NP, you know, I wanted to start precepting, um, students. And I mean, unfortunately that also coincided with the pandemic. So, you know, I worked with literally one nurse practitioner student and like how she even got in there, like is still like, to me, you know, (laughs) kind of, (laughs) kind of a a miracle in in and of itself. And she was with me, like her school would only allow her two weeks um, because they had cut the rotations short and they were like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not going to be able to do this. So I I really didn't even precept her like that long at all um, just because of the pandemic. That's when, you know, a lot of nursing schools and nursing curriculums really had to change and revamp like how they were going to, um, um, you know, train and precept their, their I students. Can't, I can't even so, imagine. yeah. So I, I didn't really precept her that long at all, but, um, I, after that short time, you know, it, it just kind of came to me like, what else can I do to help nurse practitioners within my capacity, you know? Uh, and I would see on like social media groups, Facebook groups, you know, in the chat, people would ask for like, Oh, um, can somebody, can somebody look at my resume or can somebody, you know, uh, share me a, a resume template? Um, or, you know, I, I don't know why I'm not getting any callbacks. Can you, you know, what do I need to do? Um, or I've been looking for a job for like over a year and I, I, I don't know where, I, I don't know where I'm going wrong. Um, you know, or they'll have an interview the, the next day or mm-hmm. two days and be like, what questions should I ask? And I'm like, like oh. Yeah. These are like things where I'm like, maybe we should do like a little more prepping. But, you know, the biggest thing that I saw NP struggling with wasn't the actual like pieces to the puzzle of the job search. It was actually in marketing themselves and, you know, getting their stories on paper and articulating themselves. So they're able to make an impact for, you know, on their profession and make a living, um, you know, earn a good income doing what they do, but you can't do that if you can't tell people what you do and why they should hire you. Um, 
so from there, I, I wanted to help people kind of put their best foot forward. Um, and I, I decided to create Clinceps. It's kind of a combo name there with like the clinical preceptors, Clinceps, um, that uh, I forgot what I was going with that. But it's okay. Um, but so they can, so it's, you created Clinceps so that you can basically help them basically jump off the page, right? Get, make, make sure that they're the right provider or they're not, sorry, the right location and and the, that individual are like matched up, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I was going to say, you know, with, for me, like growing up, I was always the type to like, oh, I can find all the good things in other people. And then me, I'm like, well, I don't really know what I'm good at. Well, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at finding the good in other people. So if I can find the good in you and help you write it, I'm good at writing, I'm good at grammar. I could put, you know, a creative story to it. That's basically what your resume is is your short summary or highlight of your professional life. Um, you know, and I, once I started doing that and kind of putting myself out there, I would hear stories back from people like, Oh, you know, thanks for the tips. I, once you, once I made those changes, I, I got callbacks and I moved forward in the interview and I actually got like, you know, the, the role that I wanted as um, you know, as a resident, like a NP residency. So that kind of solidified to me that if I can do it for myself and other people, like this could be a viable thing that I can create and kind of extend and try to reach a lot more people. Um, and then this way, this could be my way of helping nurse practitioners instead of one-on-one. I'm helping a whole lot more people in the same time frame that I would have pre- precepted. Yeah. I mean, that's so great. You're, I mean, you're, <laughs> You're a nurse with a nursing business. You're like just shifting uh, to help to help us essentially, which is so great because they're, you know, and I'm also a nursing entrepreneur, right? And um, the, there aren't too many people out there who are trying to help us, and so right. I think that's really. Great. I mean, it's great that you're doing that. And um, did you? know that you wanted to have like a nursing business or did just this was sort of just like a natural like thing that just came out of like your experience of working with other people I always wanted I, I I knew I always wanted to do like my own thing not necessarily like start a practice and have you know my own practice mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to like work on my own in some type of capacity. Mm -hmm. I wasn't quite sure like, you know, back then, like when I was in school, what that would look like or what that would be. But as, you know, opportunities come along, I want to be able to, you know, capitalize on that and Mm -hmm. kind of strike when the iron's hot type thing. Well, you know, there are probably nurse practitioners. I know there's nurse practitioner students who are listening to this show. And so guys, Listen up. You should really get in touch with Josie Tate and go check what she's about and her, her services. Is it cleanseps.com? Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm, exactly. Clins- yeah, and it's yeah. cleanseps on Instagram too. Yep. Um, what, why do you think folks struggle like from, you know, being a nurse to advancing their practice? And is, like, is it an identity thing? Is it um, like, why do you think they struggle with transitioning to practice from 
nurse to advanced practice outside of school? You know, what is the head trip you think? Yeah. I mean, outside of like the knowledge base. Yeah. I mean, I think it's with, you know, most things um, that imposter syndrome is so real. And a lot of it is, is, you know, fear, it's the doubt, it's the, you know, limiting belief um, in yourself that you're, and it's a lot of it is like self-sabotaging. Like you're, 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 it's not that you're doing it to yourself, but you kind of are. Um, you know, I think if we had the resources, we sought out those resources, um, we could definitely change the game, you know, and I, I, I want to squash and I've even, you know, when I first started, I was even as a new, new nurse, new RN, I didn't want to put that, um, put that belief where nurses eat their own and eat right. their young. Like I wanted to squash that mentality. Cause you, you hear it, you hear it all the time. That was 20 years, nearly 20 years ago and it's still happening, mm-hmm. but there are really good people out there who want to help. Um, and I think if as nurses, nurse practitioners, nurse entrepreneurs, we believe in ourselves and reach out for the help, that would change the game for so many of us. Mm-hmm. For so for someone who is struggle struggling, um if they who should sit they reach out to? Should they reach out to like their chargers or their mentor if they don't have a mentor should they try to get hooked up with a mentor um like if they're really having a hard time yeah i think so it goes for both both fields if you're a nurse and a nurse practitioner you know i think there's a lot more resources out there for nurses especially when you're onboarding or first coming on you know, there's a lot of hospitals will have mentorship for nurses. Um, there's just a lot more outreach that uh, nurses can can have. But on the end for nurse practitioners, I mean, it's the resources are so limited. Um, and that's I mean, I think that's for a lot of different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we, we do that to ourselves, nor is it owed to us. You know, but I, I do think there should be more resources for um, for nurse practitioners. Um, but definitely, yes, re- reach out to a mentor. If your facility or your organization offers that, jump on that. You know, mentorship is one of the things that will help you um, not feel alone because mm-hmm. um, we're never alone. You know, we shouldn't right. feel like we are um, so many you know, so many conditions with mental health. And when you feel that stress as a nurse, I think nursing is one of those, one of those um, beautiful jobs, beautiful roles, but it's also so demanding and it's so taxing on your mental health and your physical health. Um, So I think definitely mentorship is a big thing that we should, we should utilize. And if you don't have a mentor, um, you know, really seek one out, like, you know, talked about different ways using social media, um, a lot of people don't know, but if you, you know, if you have like health insurance, um, a lot of those insurances will have um, like an outreach or like a help where you can contact mm-hmm. and it's already covered by your insurance. At least you can at least get some type of, you know, some type of um, mental health mm-hmm. um, resource. But if you're looking for professional help um, as far as like one to one um nursing 
mentorship. You know, there's the social media. Um, I mean, there's a couple of people that are both nurses and uh, nurse practitioners that offer that on social media. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good idea. I could definitely list that on, you know, on my, on my pages. I know Diana Page who does. Um, yes. That's who I was self- thinking yeah. of her. She, self-care she catalyst. Does, yeah. And then she, then there's another, there's another woman I'm totally blanking on her name, but she does like new grad mentorship, which I think is so cool. Amanda. There's Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from the resume RX. She does. She has a community where you can sign up as a new grad and she it's called the NP society and you're able to reach, you know, you're able to join that group um, and have all sorts of different help. Um, Not just clinical didactic type help, but just the support, Mm -hmm. the community of nurse practitioners that are there with you. Um, So those two really come to mind, Um, you know, and they're bigger names, but there are so much more. I think Ananya Data, she is um, she's a new grad mentor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so many other ones that are on social media and a lot of nurse practitioners and nurses are on social media. Yeah. So um, those are good avenues to pursue, you know, initially. I keep thinking about the nurse practitioners that I work with and the roles that they have. And like, you know, our so I'm inpatient ICU and all of our ICU teams have nurse practitioners that work on those teams. So those nurse practitioners are like the constant in, in the everyday, like they're all, they're always there. They know the system, they know the place, blah, blah, blah. And the, obviously the attendings rotate out and the teams, physicians, residents all rotate out and the fellows rotate out. And, um, and also there is a different, you know, coming from like a nurse vibe to like a physician vibe, there is a different vibe, I think, mm-hmm. you know, between sort of, I mean, how the people are, how the programs are taught, um, obviously. And um, I can imagine, um, and from what I've seen sometimes, it's hard to kind of know your place and navigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Being a nurse practitioner, like you said, with the ICU or where, usually wherever you are, it can be so isolating. Like when you're, you know, when you're in ICU or whatever floor or department you're on, you typically have like a community of other nurses. When you're a nurse practitioner, like I feel like you're usually the only one, you know, you may have like one or two, you know, intensivist within your critical care unit or ICU. And then like, that's it. Um, like for me, I had, it was myself and a PA, um, but there was no other. And then, you know, there were like 30 nurses, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I had to go out of my way to kind of mingle and, but you're, you're kind of isolated in your, in your own, you know, in that role, which, um, again, I think goes with part of the difficulty in transitioning from that RN to your NP role. Yeah. Um, one thing that you said to me, uh, in in an email is that like, you know how to help people thrive in and outside of the workplace. Can you speak to that for a, a minute? Yeah, for sure. So to, you know, kind of have some balance or, you know, that work life mythical balance, um, outside of work, I think you have to do the right things in work. Um, within your work setting to kind of get there. Um, and so I have a thrive acrostic 
um, just with the T-H-R-I-V-E. Yeah. To kind of help with that. Um, so if we break it down, you know, with the T, you want to trust your team. You're a nurse, you're a nurse practitioner. You have your own thing. You can do a hundred percent of what everybody else does. You can, like you think about it. And during the pandemic, we were like the nurses were doing everything, right? Yeah. Like you were respiratory, you were housekeeping, you, you were, were dietary, PT, you were the you were, unit yep. secretary. Oh yeah. You were respiratory. You were, you yeah. were, you were everything, everything. Yeah. And we were burnt out like crazy. Yes, right. Totally. But once Toasty. we kind of get to that normalcy and kind of get back to your own role and being focused, I really think that to thrive, you should really trust your team, like trust the other people to get their stuff done and you can focus on your stuff um, and just give them time. Like usually, you know, you, you want to, adjust, you know, I may want to adjust a medication or you may want to give a medication, but you don't have the blood pressure or you don't. So are you going to like hound the person who needs to get that for you? Do you want, can you get it yourself? Do you have the time? So different types of things, or if you have to make a decision and you're relying on other people, um, you know, you, you really have to maneuver and kind of trust your team to get it. People might not work on the same timeline timeline that I'm at. Um, but I will trust my team to get it done. You know, that we're all here. The healthcare team is just that it's a team and it's not a one person, no, it's not a one-man show when it comes to patient care. Um, so I think trusting your team is really something that's going to help you to thrive. Um, the H is the hustle smart. You know, for me and most nurses who are like, hmm. you know, A type, you're like, okay, I'm going to get this, this, this done on my report <laughs> sheet. I'm going to check all this off because, you know, when nurse Karen comes along, like she's not going <laughs> to get at me, right? Like, so you're hustling all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you hustle smart, you're working hard at the right things at the right time. And that's like the essence of efficiency. Mm -hmm. So just hustling smart. That's, you know, that's uh, one of the key things, you know, you talked about in the very beginning, productivity um, and efficiency. Like those are the things that I feel like beyond, you know, the job search that um, is really important um, and that I really like to focus on. Um, And then the R is refresh often. Um, Mm. You know, we touched on, you know, like, there's a lot of mental mental health conditions and mm-hmm. the mental health priorities. Um, but you really want to be able to find the joy and fulfillment in everyday life. And to do that, you really have to take time for yourself and do something in your day that's going to benefit you for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so really refreshing, often celebrating you know, those seemingly small wins. Did you get your med pass out on time and you did it in, you know, within your two hour window, right? Mm-hmm. Did you get all your charting done before you, before you walked out the door? Um, did it, you know, just the little things in life that will really help to keep pushing you forward. Um, and then just, you know, enjoying that glass of wine or two, Hey, no judgment, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. enjoy it, do those things, but you want to be able to reflect and refresh often. Um, and then the I is for, you know, identifying opportunities. And I, I, um, I really think that wherever you are in your life, you want to be able to see what's, what you're, what you're good at. And then mm-hmm. what you're also weak at, um, you know, mm-hmm. just being, kind of self-aware. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the most successful people, I was reading an article one time, one of the, um, you know, they asked them, what do you, what do you think is 
the most important thing? And how did you get to this point in your career? How how did you make it? How were you so successful? Like, mm-hmm. how did you get to where you are? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it wasn't, you know, um, all the list of things as far as, you know, yeah, I had a mentor. Yeah, I, I was able to um, X, Y, Z. The, mm-hmm. the, the thing that they were able to do was be self-aware. And that's what was able to get them to the success level where they mm-hmm. where they were. So identifying opportunities where you can grow, where you know you are weak. Um, and then the V is for validating yourself. You know, we talked a little bit about like the imposter syndrome and how real that is oh on God. wherever you are. Right. Yeah. Like, but kind of knowing in your heart and your head that you you're you're there for a purpose, like where you are um, and that you do have that combination of assets, knowledge, skills, abilities, um, and you worked hard for them. So give yourself some credit. Um because you're you're meant to be where you are. If you're a nurse, nurse practitioner, you're you're there. Um, and then the E is for embrace change. You know, in the past two to three years, Amen. you've seen every oh you know so many changes. Whether you you know quit a job, got laid off, had a baby, started a business, like whatever. <laughs> so many changes in the past two to three years. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I, so I think so embracing the change is super important to helping you thrive, whether you're in the hospital as a nurse or outside the hospital doing your own thing. Hmm. I feel like I could talk to you all day long. I, I, <laughs> I, I know we have to wrap this up shortly, but um, so much of that I think is so important. And, and I think, if we're aware, we have the opportunity to tell ourselves and be like mindful of, you know, oh no, I've got this or whatever, or like understand that, you know, maybe like what's really bothering us or just tune in and, and, and find out. Um, but I really like this thrive, um, acrostic. Is that what you called it? Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I really like it. Um, I am all listed out on the show notes. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So if you do those things, you can have a better work life, right? And per- and personal life, which is what we want, right? Yeah. What Do you have any closing thoughts for the show? Um, just along those lines to I- invest in yourself. You know, as a nurse, you're giving, giving, giving. Oh, my God. Um right? Yeah. You're giving all the time, but you can't pour or give from an empty cup. So Mm -hmm. do something that, again, the definition of investment is doing something today and getting the rewards or benefits later. So it it might seem, you know, that it takes too much time or money or, but there's only one you and you won't get another chance to live this day the way you should. So yeah, for sure. Invest in yourself. Oh my God. And on that note, I feel like if there's anybody out there who wants some help in tweaking their resume, landing that nurse practitioner job that they want, really go over and see what Josie Tate is up to. Go to clinceps.com. That's C-L-I-N-C-E-P-T-S.com. Check her out on Instagram, the same handle. Mm-hmm. And anywhere else? Um, 
if you're a Peloton rider and you need some huh? support, girl, yes, hit me up on Peloton Clincepts. Same That's, handle. That is so cool. <laughs> oh, do you have um, like a subscribe? Can I like subscribe to your Yes, please. Yeah. So on the website, um, you know, there's a weekly support resources that you could sign up for. Um, If you need some extra assistance with the interviewing job search, I do have a course coming up um, later in the month where you could sign up for the wait list and um, it'll be kind of a comprehensive deal where you, um, you know, I take you and hold your hand step by step by step. And it goes from starting the search to sealing the deal. So you're not going to get, you know, shysted, (laughs) shafted on on your job search. So uh, yeah, sign up for the wait list. That is amazing. I know there are people out here who are listening who are like, oh, about to hit this place of being done with school, or maybe they've just finished and they're in the job hunt. So um, please go check out what Josie's up to. I just want to say I'm so grateful. And um, I, I really would love to talk to you again sometime and we'll bring you back on the show. For sure. I've, yes. This was you, so fun. Your voice is amazing. I'm like, you need your own podcast. First oh, of all. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I you hate do. my voice. I listen and I'm like, is that my voice? Oh. <laughs> no, it's it's beautiful. You have a great voice. Um but yeah, go check out what Josie's up to. And um, yeah, I'm going to close this one out and say stay safe and stay sane. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.